Welcome to the Roger Snipes Show. My name is Roger Snipes. I'm a lifetime natural fitness enthusiast with a key interest in physical and mental development, where science and nature create synergy, bringing you lifestyle optimization. This podcast is sponsored by BrainTap, a headset which elevates your mental performance through tonal therapy, guided meditation, binaural beats, isochronic tones, and my absolute favorite, which is low-level light therapy. It works by creating a symphony of brainwave activity, which is perfect for learning and productivity. It uses neuroalgorithms to guide your brain to achieve maximum neuroplasticity. It doesn't require any effort apart from putting on the headphones and selecting your choice from the library. For instance, BrainTap Retreat, build a resilient brain and healthy body to overcome any of life's challenges. Or, introduction to public speaking, captivate your audience, keep them engaged, and learn how your energy on stage can move mountains. After you select your choice, just pull down the visor and relax. If you're interested to get yourself brain tapped, then click the link in my show notes and at least try for free. Your brain will love you for it. Hi guys, welcome to episode 22 of the Roger Snipes show. This show is a continuation from the interview with Dr. Scott Share. I actually made a mistake with his name on the introduction on the previous podcast and um, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Some names uh, you just don't know. S-H-E-R-R. So I think it's Share, Dr. Scott Share. So on this episode we're going to be discussing about blue canatine. We touched on the surface of blue canatine on the previous podcast and we're going to continue on this one. So Blue canatines are generally used for increased uh, mental focus or is otherwise known as a nootropic. So increased mental focus or performance uh, for clarity. People who want to increase the amount of energy which they have, which includes workouts. Some people take it during workouts and just verbal fluidity. So we're going to touch on each one of these little bullet points and uh, more, basically. So keep tuned. This is going to be a great podcast. So, oh, it's interesting. So with the methylene blue, is it not just for cognitive function? It's got some other, because like, you said like a cellular improvement. Yeah, it's on my lips here. I can see here. <laughs> oh, look at the teeth. Um, <laughs> Smurf teeth. So, yes, I'm... I'm half smurfing for you. Um, so methylene blue has been around a long time and it initially started off as a dye. Um, that's why it's in like blue coloring. It's, it, so it's a very, very bright. It's very um, shocking, you know, in some ways because it's, it's brightly blue. But what's interesting about methylene blue as well, is it's also, it's got antifungal properties, um, antibacterial properties. We're not sure about antiviral. Um, but we know it was initially a treatment for malaria before there was actually malaria treatments. Um, it was a treatment for bacterial infections before there were antibiotics. Um, methylene blue also 
in a medical setting works as a treatment when uh, actually for carbon monoxide poisoning. So if you have carbon monoxide poisoning, if you use methylene blue, it can help with oxygenation at the cellular level. It helps with energy production, let's say. It doesn't work, it works like oxygen. As a receptor of electrons in the mitochondria. So the mitochondria is this sort of, it's called the electron transport chain. You have all these complexes, et cetera. You have this ability to make ATP, but mm-hmm. you only have the ability to make a ATP or the energy currency if you have this final electron receptor. And that is either oxygen or methylene blue has the ability to actually re- receive those electrons as well and allow you to maintain your energy production. So methylene blue has been used in that setting for a long time. And there's a lot of interest in methylene blue now. Um, It looks like it may even protect cells because of the coloring in it. And there's some interesting work that's been done by Dr. Jack Cruz, who is our lighting guru, if you've you've heard of Dr. Cruz. Um, There's some really interesting work, if you can decipher it, by him. He tends to write in a very technical way, but in general, we think it actually has, it, it protects the cells from oxidative stress, from stress as well. So very interesting things that are happening with just methylene blue itself. So our product, I don't purport you know, that blue canatine has any effect on COVID-19, but I think methylene blue itself is a very interesting, very interesting compound that I think you're going to see more of. And there's some interesting studies that have been done combining methylene blue with, with light, actually, very specific frequencies of light as an antiviral. So um, we're looking into this as a company, um, and we're looking at looking into this in the literature to see if we can potentially you know, offer you know, something over the long term we don't know. Um, and we don't even know what the doses would be at this point, mm-hmm. um, but it's, you know, it's very interesting. So, but you know, the short story, Roger, for me is that you know, people have to be thinking, you know, I've gotten this question a lot, you know, how can I improve my immune system right now? <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, well, you should have been doing it all along. <laughs> But, but now that you haven't, I'm glad that you're interested in it. It's just like, you know, when a celebrity gets an illness, right? And everybody's interested in that illness, right? But before the celebrity gets the illness, nobody cares about it. Um, so it's, it's all about what, you know, what consciousness is now exploring because now everybody is sort of very focused on how I can improve my immune system. So in general, we should be doing the basic things all the time, right? We should be connecting well, grounding well, moving well, you know, loving well. Uh, we should be eating well, right? We should be, uh, there's lots of things we should be doing all the time. We should be assessing our foundational health and working on all of that too. But methylene blue is a very interesting one, um, a very shocking one. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's, it's earlier, you know, but I, no, you probably can't see it. Gone. It's gone, yeah. Completely. yeah. How, how many of those can you have a day? Is it, should, should it just be one? Oh, blue canatine? Yeah. Um, so blue canatine, that should probably be, so we, we recommend no more than four per day. Oh, okay. Um, All right. And so for most people, we find that they're using like several a week, but not more than you know, one a day. Some of the bigger guys that I know, like you, that have a lot more lean body mass, a lot more muscle mass, they tend to require a higher dose, I find, mm-hmm. than others, but that's not across the board. Um, but in general, yeah, no more than four per day. So I've I've used it, but I've never gone more than one because I'm like, I don't know what will happen, you know, whether I'll remain awake for 48 hours or anything like that. So, um, yeah, 
it's a low dose. It's low dose nicotine, low dose methylene blue, low dose caffeine, and low dose um, CBD or um, hemp oil. And so we did it in a low dose way so that it, they would synergize together. Um, but at the same time, um, it would be enough where you'd see this burst or boost for most people with either a half a trochee, which is the type of formulation, or a full trochee for most people, average somewhere between a half and a full, depending on the person, sometimes more. If you're very insensitive to caffeine or you do a lot of nicotine already, you may need more than just a full trochee to see the effect. Um, but in general, the, the main, the average for most people is somewhere between a half and a full trochee. And then up to four times a day is what we typically say. Um, we have some people that are doing it that often. For the most part, it's, it's usually done less than that. The nice thing about it for me and the way I use it is like for a three-hour burst of energy uh, for cognitive focus, um, then that's, it's kind of the best for me to do it like, you know, once. Mm -hmm. um, for some people, I found that if they're doing it more for additional, so we've seen some years, it was like I was talking to um, Anthony DiClemente from Biohacking Secrets a couple of weeks ago, and he was telling me that he uses it for his workouts to optimize energy production using the methylene blue ideas, um, nicotine also seeming to help in some capacity as well. And then later during the day when he has speaking engagements and doing other things, he'll use it again for that. So that was interesting. Um, I wanted to I, ask you about that actually, because you, you mentioned about the whole energy production. I wanted to ask, can you use it for training as well? So the answer is maybe, we don't know. I mean, right. we're, we're doing some research now. Anthony was talking about it. We've had others um, in, the, in, the, in the biohacking performance, muscle performance space, specifically now testing it. And they do feel like there's a significant boost. And I think it's because of that, it possibly from the methylene blue, we don't know. Um, that extra ability to do a little bit more. Um, and then I also, I hesitate on some level because you know there's also nicotine in there in caffeine. So caffeine is gonna help you know, with the stimulatory response. Nicotine as well, you know, people get worried about nicotine, but this is a very low dose nicotine, I should say. And it's synthetically, synthetically derived, not from tobacco. Um, and the doses that we're using and the formula and the, the delivery device being a trochee, which is in your mouth, it's a very, very low risk of having any addictive qualities. Of course, if you have too many, um, if you have a lot of them, it's something that could happen. But at the doses and the recommended, recommended doses in the formula, the delivery device, it's very, very low risk. I, with nicotine, it's also gonna cause a little bit of constriction of blood vessels. Um, so I don't know if all types of training would be best um, using the trochees. I'm just not sure. Yeah. It might be good for, um, it might be good for a sort of more anaerobic activity, like the things when you're doing sort of muscle building, because you're doing a lot of cardiac output, you're also dilating blood vessels already. If you're doing more endurance training, I'm not sure if it would be the same. I just don't know. I haven't seen many endurance athletes yet using it, um, but I just, I just that's because we haven't really gotten into that field. If you have any, I'm sure I'm welcome. I'm happy to, to send samples and see, because, because I've seen more now in sort of the the, uh, the anaerobic guys and women that are using it. So the more uh, sort of muscle building hypertrophy, that's where we've gotten some anecdotal reports where it's been helpful. Not yeah. so much endurance yet, but I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know yet. Mm. I found that when using it, my focus, I'm just able to almost get that flow. Like, ooh, I have flow. And it, it's almost like when I go to the gym, 
I don't go because I'm motivated. I go because it needs to be done. And a lot of the time, work needs to be done. I'm not like, oh, I'm not going to do work. I need to be motivated. So when, I'm, when I feel motivated to train, it's incredible. When I get flow, that's like, that's the ultimate thing. Mm-hmm. So it had been sometimes when I've taken the trochees and I've got flow and I'm like, oh my God, this is great. You know, I've just been totally lost in what I'm doing and mm-hmm. time has gone by and I'm like, oh wow, I achieved flow. <laughs> so that's it's a beautiful feeling. Yeah, limitless, as we say, right? Because we, the way it was developed was the, that idea was how can you get yourself in flow in a way that wasn't, you know, making you jittery or making you feel like you were overstimulated. Like a lot of, some people compare blue canatine to Adderall, for example, for that sort of focus ability. Mm-hmm. The thing about Adderall though, for many people, is that it becomes too hyper-focused and too jittery and like edgy for people that are using it. I've never tried it, so I don't know. Um, but um, what the nice thing about blue canatine is that it's like, it's got a soft rise and all of a sudden you're sort of there and then you're there for two, three hours where you just feel like you have this focus that you can just like sit down and do something and be more creative, which is interesting because typically with like an Adderall or a focus, it's very difficult to be creative at the same time, at least sort of have lateral thinking ability, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're so focused that you're just like, blah, 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 like, like you're almost like inability to kind of like get outside of tunnel vision. But first, I think because of the, the nicotine in it, and also because of the CBD, it has this ability to sort of round itself out. Um, and then the methylene blue also, interestingly, with just the ability to, c- to continue to maintain that energy production, it's very interesting. You know, we don't know exactly. We're doing some research on it, though. We're looking at starting to do some work with uh, neurofeedback and EEGs and understand what's actually happening in the chamber, in the, not in the chamber, in the, with the, with the, with the blue canatine. Um, but a lot of that's been put on hold lately because of what's happening in the world. But our goal is to, to get some of that research and understand because we think what's happening is that there is this process, there's these areas in the brain, one's called the default mode network, which is the area in our brain that's it's connected in various locations um, that gives us our self. It gives us our self um, reflection. So like who I am, how old am I, what I do, et cetera. And that's sort of like our story, if you want to say. And mm-hmm. then there is the central executive network, which is, which is broken up into several networks. But this is our task-oriented network where we can get shit done. And we think what happens with glucanotine is that you're sort of depressing your default mode network a little bit, and you're upregulating your task-positive, your central executive network, so you can get shit done. And so we're looking at exploring that a little bit more. Um, but we, you know, we're still in the early stages of that. That's anecdotally, that's what's experientially what's happening. Mm. So the idea is, you know, how can we learn more about this, of course? And then how can we get this out to people so that they can start exploring it and seeing how it works in whatever environments they are already looking to perform optimally? Mm. Yeah, yeah. If you want to use me as a guinea pig and send some more my way, I don't mind. Of course, of course. Yeah, Yeah, we'll get you more. Do you think that if... There's loads of different devices out there, and I couldn't speak about all of them, but there, there are certain devices which um, they supposed to create uh, neuroplasticity in the brain. So sort of things that you place on your head and they send electrical currents to the brain and help to you know, create a bit more neuroplasticity. Would you think that if they do work, 
that the blue canatine would work in conjunction with that to create a little hyperplasticity mm. or anything. it's possible yeah there there are electric stem devices that are starting to be used now to help <coughs> excuse me to help train or not train to help stimulate certain areas of the brain like we're talking about so absolutely there may be synergy coming going forward there's also light devices as well so low level light therapy so certain wavelengths of light that are being stimulated or stimulating the brain either in caps or like in like you know things that you wear or mm -hmm. simulating actually up your nose light devices that simulate light up your nose that actually get certain wavelengths of light to areas of your brain to help with um, energy production and dilation of blood vessels that potentially could be used in conjunction as well i don't have one of those in my house at this point yet but i'll be getting one soon actually oh nice yeah it's something have you heard of brain tap yes i have yes so i know that they have this uh these goggles and uh lights that go in your ears as well so lights right. in your in your eyes and in your ears and yeah 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 so there's lots of new devices that are coming out and i'm also interested in how you can combine these things together i mean whether it be um blue canatine or other nootropics meditation especially actually which is a big thing that i'm that i do on a daily basis um is how can this help you meditate more effectively i don't want to say better because it's not really like sort of the goal to meditate better. It's sort of just being able to be present in the moment in awareness. It's like, if you give it a goal, it's just another thing that your ego is trying to grab. Um, but, um, but in any capacity, if you can drop in faster, that is a good thing, you know? And so there are new devices. I was just at a conference before the craziness where I tried two devices. One was a sound device and another was a tactile vibration device that dropped me into meditation in like minutes. Which, is, which was amazing versus you know, my usual process, which will take somewhere between eight and 12 minutes typically, typically to get there. So, um, so you're seeing new things coming out that are gonna help train up um, your ability um, or optimize certain pathways in the brain to you know, get to, to achieve you know, whatever those goals might be. So um, definitely a lot of cool things that are happening. Awesome. Yeah. You'd mentioned a little bit earlier about um, some tests being done between seeing if there's any synergy between uh, uh, maybe is it light therapy with the blue canatine? Um, what type of light exactly? So right now we're focused on EEG. So that's electric, uh, the electric uh, signals that are coming from the brain that come in various patterns, depending on the type of brain waves that are being produced. So we're focused on that to start off with, um, because that's an easier way for us to understand those networks that I was talking about, like uh, the default mode network, the central executive network, task positive network, et cetera. Um, light in, in hyperbaric, and hyperbaric, I keep doing that, because light and glucanatine, we haven't figured out exactly how to do that, but most likely it would be looking at EEG patterns, combining the, the glucanatine plus the light device to see how the EEG changes using the combinations. Another one is just simply sunlight. Does, how does sunlight affect your, uh, your, ability, your EEG when you're having a blue canatine? We don't know, but there's some interesting anecdotal work that's been done, you know, work, whatever, just fun with like people like Ben Greenfield and, and others um, in the performance space. Um, Neil Strauss, for example, uh, the, the author, and oh, others yeah, that are going around with, 
with, with blue tongues because they're interested now to see how the combination of light can help stimulate their brain function, optimize energy production, et cetera. So there's others that are, that are exploring this. We as a company are trying to empower people to do this on their own, but we can't make claims to what this does, right? Because we are a company that's producing a nootropic. We think it helps with cognitive capacity. Everything else is you know, conjecture at this point um, and user experience. And so what I'm telling you today is a reflection of the user experience and not as a claim that our company is making that this, this blue canatine does, just to be, you know, to be direct about it, of course. Right, yeah, yeah. So you mentioned about the sun, um, people going out in the sun. Is, is that for the actual red light or is it that any spectrum of sunlight that might activate it or it improve its, uh, I don't know, its, its potency? Yeah, yeah. So we think that there may be a, an interaction between uh, sunlight and methylene blue. And there have been some interesting experiments as to what part of light is most, uh, most pertinent in that, but we really don't know yet. From an antiviral perspective, there is a type of spectrum called UVC, which is not very common in the light spectrum that we look at when we look at the sun. It's more common in, in the sunrise, um, but in general, it's not that, it's a very small amount. It's got, in combination, it can be used as an antiviral, UVC and methylene blue. Um, it's been, it's used as an antiviral to actually, uh, to sterilize blood products as well in certain areas in the country or in the world, I should say. Um, but there's other spectrums inside the light that we're not sure of yet. Um, the work that's been done that I'm thinking about is by a guy named Dr. Gerald Pollack. Um, he has this work that he's done at the University of Washington, where he's described something called the fourth phase of water. Yeah, I've got the book. Uh, I still haven't read it yet, but yeah. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so he'll be at the Health Optimization Summit, I think, this year with Tim, our mutual friend, mm -hmm. um, in London, if it happens, I hope. Um, because I think Dr. Pollock's work is, is pertinent to the work that, that I'm doing that we're all interested in. Because if there is, the, there is truly this fourth phase of water called easy water, you have this easy water that builds up when you're under cellular conditions that are optimal. And one of those ways that you can increase that amount of easy water is by sunlight. Increasing the amount of light you shine is going to increase the amount of easy water. And what, what basically easy water is, is structured water that allows more flow through vessels, whether it be blood vessels, lymphatics, et cetera. So as a result, actually just you know, back to hyperbaric therapy for a moment, hyperbaric therapy we think increases the amount of easy water in circulation as well because of the pressure and the oxygen. But in this capacity with blue canatine and methylene blue, we think methylene blue itself helps produce more of this easy water in combination with sunlight. We don't know for sure yet, um, but this structured water allows cells to work better. The mitochondria itself um, depolarizes better in the sense that it, the, I mean, it's technical, but the complexes seem to be closer together, allowing more energy production to happen efficiently. Right. Okay. So you'd mentioned sunlight again, and there's no specific ray of light you're talking about where it might activate it more. I heard that, um, red light might be useful as well, but well, red light, maybe not no yeah. specific evidence on that just yet. I'm not sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, red light in general is a spectrum of light. Um, and so one of the main, one of the main areas or one, one of the main wavelengths, I believe it's 680 nanometers or 620, yeah. I'm forgetting, but it's the, the red light spectrum is, yeah, I'm almost positive it's 680. Um, the red light spectrum is, is a very nice 
spectrum for healing. Um, it's also one that helps dilate blood vessels out of the, out of the central nervous system, out of the brain. So it, it's something that has a lot of other, uh, there's a lot of companies that have developed that have these red light panels that you can use to help with mitochondrial function and energy production at the cellular level. Um, so we don't know exactly if that's the, the uh, if, if that's what's working with glucanatine. We don't know if it's, if, if it's, you know, if it's higher spectrum, lower spectrum, if it's infrared, we, we just don't know yet. Mm -hmm. um, and so more of that needs to be, to be looked at uh, for sure. But, um, but sunlight is, is obviously important and it, um, it, you know, we're unfortunately not able to get it as much when we live in, in areas like England where there's not as much sun. Usually no. in San Francisco, the city, it's pretty shitty, but like around where I live, it's usually nice, but not lately, which has been, you know, I'm getting as much sun as I can up here. Yeah, yeah. I can only experiment. I do have a red light panel, so I can try with that and see the way I feel. Yeah, check it out. out and see how I feel with training, whether I feel a bit more, I don't know. Because what training itself is supposed to help to stimulate more, um, more of the easy water in the body as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think the reason for that is the lymphatics, the pumping. The idea that you're, if you're pressurizing your vessels, you are pumping and making more, we think, of this easy water. So structured water inside of cells, for yeah. sure. Okay. Just thinking about the whole easy water. I've heard that it's also in uh, vegetables as well. Some, some maybe in the gel form of vegetables like cucumber and maybe some others. Mm -hmm. Too sure. Yeah, and flax seeds and like if you see like the like if you look in like chia or flax and you see it in your water, there's like this water bubble around it. That's that's structured water in general. So. Um, there's a lot of controversy in the medical field, I should say, you know, with all of this and structured water and easy water, and not everybody agrees with Pollock's work. But I think intuitively it makes sense that there's a different type of water that allows blood vascular flow. Because if the heart had to beat so hard, so let me think, let me, let me start that again. So, <clears throat> so if you have miles and miles of blood vessels in your body, right? So many miles of blood vessels that they could circle the entire earth. That's how many blood vessels you have in your body. If your heart was pumping, that it was able to get all that blood through all those blood vessels, it would have to be pumping 10,000 times harder than it is right now to be able to do that. So the question is, how do you do it? And this is one of the maybe answers, right? The answers are inside of this understanding of what structured water is and how it creates these localized these localized batteries, basically, these localized changes in polarization around blood vessels and around, lymphat around lymphatics to help with flow in a local way. And so when you're pressurizing lymphatics or lymph and pressurizing blood vessels like you are when you're working out, you're creating more of this opportunity, along with increasing cardiac output because you're increasing your heart's pumping action as well. So I, th I think that's, that's how I frame it. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Back to the uh, the trochees. Are there any type of people that shouldn't have them at all? So yeah, um, we have a list on our website of, of of indications or of conditions where you shouldn't be very likely having one of these trochees. Yeah. One of the main ones is if you're on an SSRI, like an antidepressant, or if you're on an antidepressant that has a combination SSRI along with another type of medicine. But the SSRI in combination may have um, may not be a good idea with methylene blue. 
which also has SSRI uh, or MAOI, which is another type of antidepressant. Um, it has some of those um, some of those properties. So it's important to not combine them together. Um, also, if you have any other conditions where you know you're taking medications, if you have cardiac problems, if you have pulmonary problems, if you have other vascular problems or inflammatory problems, you should really consider you know talking to your doctor before taking glucanity. In mm. general, it's very, very safe. Everything's very, very low dose. Mm. Look at the ingredients. If you have any reasons you shouldn't be taking any of the ingredients, you shouldn't be taking the trochee itself. Yeah. And so we're very clear that if you're pregnant, you shouldn't be taking it. If you're breastfeeding, you shouldn't be taking it. If you're less than, if you're under 21, you know, it's not legal to be taking some of these ingredients. So you shouldn't be having our trophies. 21? Really? Oh, you must yeah, be talking yeah. about in the States, right? In the States, yeah. So in the States, nicotine, um, it's, you, can't have, you can't have nicotine if you're less than 21. Cigarettes, which have a tobacco form of nicotine, which we don't have, it's 21 and above now. Um, you can't get them at, at 18 anymore. So in the oh. U.S., Yes. I would say, so what if someone wants to get it from a different country and the laws are slightly different? Well, it just depends on your country, whatever the, the country's laws are. Like you know, right now, for instance, 16, I think 16 you can smoke. <laughs> is nicotine legal at 16? I think so, yeah. Because yeah. I know as a kid, I tested it out. And yeah, I was yeah. 16. I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it's 16. So, it depends on the country. Like like you other countries. Yeah, so right now we're looking into other countries as we speak. And we're looking in the UK, we're looking at the European Union, looking outside of this, how we can bring glucanatine there. It's been a challenge because the laws and regulations are tricky as they are. And then we have a product that um, has ingredients that have different um, regulations per country. So we're looking at all of that now. What are the uh, amounts of each ingredient in the, the uh, canatines? So we have one milligram of nicotine, which is just for perspective sake, most nicotine replacement gums and patches are somewhere, at least on the, the gums are like four milligrams. So it's, it's, and also a cigarette itself has 12 milligrams of nicotine in it. We have one milligram. Um, we have five milligrams of methylene blue, uh, five milligrams of hemp oil, you know, cannabidiol, and we have um, 50 milligrams of caffeine and caffeine like a full cup of coffee is somewhere about 300 milligrams um, of coffee. So we have, you know, basically a fourth, so I'm sorry, 200 milligrams of coffee. Um, and then uh, 200 milligrams of caffeine in a cup of coffee, and we have about 50. So it's a quarter cup of coffee, you know, it's a 12th of a cigarette. Um, it's, um, but again, not tobacco derived nicotine. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, the hemp oil, which is five milligrams, and, this, and the methylene blue, which is five milligrams. Okay. That's, that's not bad at all, really. I think it's quite reasonable. No, it's it's all low dose. And like, look, I'm a physician. You know, I don't, um, I can't recommend people take this, right? Because as a physician, I'm just, this is my company. Uh, we believe that this is a nootropic, but I didn't get involved in this, nor did, you know, my colleague who actually developed it and formulated this, Dr. Ted Achacoso. Dr. Ted is a physician as well. We have physicians in our organization. We didn't get into this uh, trying to bring out something that wasn't pharmaceutical grade, that wasn't precision tested, that wasn't purity tested, um, potency tested, and that also um, we, wanted, we wanted to get involved in something that we knew could help in these bottlenecks to health that all of us have um, on our way to hopefully the path of optimal health, which is the work that we do in health optimization medicine. You have a foundational approach, which is that, but you have these bottlenecks on the way, and one of them is cognitive function, the ability to you know, to work at your least a better cognitive capacity. 
um, if not optimal. So our goal here was to create something that was more precision based, that was pharmaceutical grade, that we could trust. And I trust it. So I feel comfortable that the ingredients in there are they're formulated in a way that's synergistic, low dose, and also that you know, the ingredients themselves are well tested before going into this product. I mean, there's a lot of people that'll know about methylene blue as a fish tank cleaner, for example. <laughs> right. And so I don't recommend taking any methylene blue that's fish tank grade, right? Because it's gonna have lots of impurities. It's not made for you, it's made for a fish tank, right? So it's important that as a company, we very much fulfill our mantra, which is we are looking at optimizing health and using products to help along the bottlenecks that come up along those paths. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is the difference between a nootropic and a psychedelic? Mm. Well, nootropics tend to be more focus enhancing um, and more cognitive focused, cognitive enhancing. Um, so nootropics tend to be, um, you know, you, how, you, how, how well you can focus, how well you can, you know, sit in one place and how well you can sort of your brain can function. Um, psychedelics can fall into the category on some level, especially some of the lower dosing that's happening now and some of the studies that are being done at Hopkins and others that looking at microdosing as a way to help enhance focus, but more like on the sort of the creativity side, I would say. So more expansive than most nootropics, I would say are psychedelics in general. Um, that would be the, the bigger, the, the biggest way for me to categorize it, I would say. Right. People, it's quite popular that people are microdosing LSD now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm seeing yeah. it more often. Yeah. Yeah, it's being, and it's being done more in the research setting. You've had, um, you know, TED Talks with physicians talking about curing their depression with microdosing. So this is not, it's not something that's just sort of fringe anymore. You know, my colleagues are talking about their own experiences of working with their depression and microdosing. And, and there's, there is now the Center of Psychedelic Studies at the, at the Hopkins, at Hopkins in University at, in Baltimore, um, where you're seeing more of this work that's being done, sort of the microdosing, but also the macrodosing too, for depression and PTSD and chronic illness and other trauma. And it's definitely extremely interesting and extremely exciting, you know, what's happening in, in these fields. As I see it as a way to, to work on the psychological components of a lot of work that I do, you know, in the sense that um, the work I do in hyperbaric medicine, the work I do in health optimization medicine, uh, in the hospital, um, the work I do uh, with my clients, a lot of it is 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 sort of physiologically focused, right? So how you can optimize your physiology to optimize performance, optimize your your life, your quality of life. But a big po portion of that, which I don't address specifically um, in my practice, but I refer out for, is the psychological components of all this. Maybe this comes back to what you asked me before, which is the sort of the psychological aspects, the biological components of psychological diseases, right? Or the psychological aspects. And so I never kind of put this together until now, but the idea is that there is a biological component for all this, but it takes a biological stimulus, but also a, a psychological component, I think, to really fully heal or fully optimize our, our psychology. And so these medicines, these, these, these plants and some of these synthetics 
um, you know, psilocybin and LSD um, and MDMA, for example, are fulfilling a component that actually can dovetail both in the, inside of an integrative, inside of a psychological integration. So like inside of having people walk through the psychology of it, now you have a biological molecule that can help with that process. So I'm very excited about that, that ability. Do you think um, there'd be any kind of changes or advancements to the trochees in the future? Do you think you might add a little microdose of LSD or <laughs> I don't know, NDMA or something like that? If something becomes legal, um, we will definitely explore it. Um, and what people do on their own time is up to them, um, of course. And if they have any experiences in that capacity, we'd love to hear them, of course. Mm -hmm. But I, we, we definitely, we, we won't rule it out. I mean, we're looking at other products um, that have blue canatine um, and then other things with them or without them. And so we have lots of ideas. Right now we're focused on this, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's a nice, it's intriguing. We have entertain the thought, let's say, Roger. <laughs> Again, uh, I'm happy to be the guinea pig, you know. <laughs> Whatever you want to talk about, you're welcome to. We just can't talk about it, so. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Um, I think, that finally, I think the last thing I'd like to know is where could people find you? Yeah, so there's lots of places, but I think the main place these days that I've been trying to focus more of my attention is Instagram just because, well, you know Instagram very well, Roger, and it's a nice platform where um, a lot of the work that I'm doing in many fields is kind of coming together. So at Dr. Scott Scher, D-R-S-C-O-T-T-S-H-E-R-R is my Instagram. So that's where I've been doing a lot of, I've been trying to do more uh, there. Um, I have, a, from my hyperbaric field, my hyperbaric work, education, advocacy, and consultation, um, integrativehbot.com is the website, this, the word integrative and the letters H-B-O-T. Um, for the work I do in health optimization medicine, it's home-sf.co. And the work uh, in, in blue canatine is uh, Troscriptions is the Instagram. So prescriptions, but a T-R-O instead of the P-R-E. Um, and Troscriptions, because it's coming from the word trochee, which is the type of formula or delivery device we have for your mouth. Right. So that's where you can find blue canatine. So those are the main places, and transcriptions.com is the website where you can go look and, and actually buy blue canatine as well. If you're in the U.S., right now it's not available outside of the U.S., but we hope it will be soon. I, I was going to ask about that because I've had some people ask me. I've looked on the website trying to find where I can buy it, and mm -hmm. I'm like, I have no idea. I'm sorry, I can't help you there. Yeah, Maybe I've yeah. got the hookup just for myself. Um, yeah, so if someone is outside the US, how was it arranged? If Would you need to find out what country they're in and check the laws first? Right, well, there are some services that you can look up that allow you, that help you um, buy things in the US and ship them overseas. Mm -hmm. So that's one way to do it. You can look up, there's several that do that. Um, but right now we're looking at other mechanisms to be able to do it. So I hope we have it soon. Um, and as soon as we do, I'll let you know. But right now, um, Although you can't travel to the U.S. when you can, you can come buy it here. Uh, we were going to be at Upgraded Labs, the conference in L.A., and that was going to be a place where we we're going to be able to obviously see people from all over the world and, and, and people could buy it there. But all things in time. We'll get it to you, I promise. Oh, that's awesome. What about the Health Optimization Summit? You going to be there? So, yeah, I haven't spoken to Tim exactly about what his setup is going to be. Um, I'm not sure if I'm invited yet. 
I'm sure I'm invited as a guest. <laughs> um, I spoke last year. Um, so um, we'll likely be there in some capacity, yes. I don't know what that capacity will be, um, but we were last year, um, Dr. Ted and I both, and I hope to be there this year coming up, as long as it's, it's happening. It'll be great. It'll be great if you guys are there. It'll be yeah. great. You can take me through a couple of workouts when I'm there too, Roger. Absolutely, man. We can uh, nerd out and you'll, uh, you know, tell me some more great stuff. But yeah, I'll show you some things that I have some expertise in. And that's yeah, pretty- I've been I've been following your, your stuff. I'm really interested because I'm 40 this year. So I'm like, oh, man, I really need to start, you know, doubling down on my on my avatar. Um, the avatar <laughs> only goes so go far, only goes so far without a huge amount of not a huge amount, but at least more intention to it. So yeah. I'm with you. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely take you out some training sessions. But thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. You've given me so much information. I'm going to sit down and watch this again and note some stuff down. But um, all of your all of your website links and um, social media handles, I'll put them in the show notes so that people can click on it. And Perfect. Thank you. What you do. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Yes, it has been. Thank you so much. And I hope I do get to see you at the Health Optimization Summit. And shake hands or even give you a hug, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, some, some contact. We'll, we'll all get back there soon, I hope. Yes, absolutely. Thanks again. You take care. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five star would be awesome, but some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time.